before we start uh, can you just introduce yourself like what you do how you come across your book okay yeah so hi i am varun uh, uh, i am a lawyer by profession uh, by qualification i am a director in a consulting company uh, providing regulatory compliance services my passion is writing uh i love writing so so uh it's my third book that i'm writing uh, that i've just published now uh so i have two passions uh the first passion is uh of writing a book the second passion is my work which is legal compliance so i pursue both of them uh personally i have i have a family i have wife two children okay yeah so yeah uh, writing is your passion so like how long is that uh, you have been in the writing journey like when you started your writing is that part of the introduction should you want me to start with my introduction like that actually it's, we are recording continuously so it doesn't matter uh, we will have will one after one question one another okay yeah so my uh my writing started when i was about 12 years old i when i started writing when i started writing first with poetry uh, and uh, and then i wanted to write a story i wrote a lot of short stories uh, and then i wanted to write a full fledged novel which i started when i was 12 but i never got to complete it uh, none of these works were published at that time uh, they were written in notebooks <laughs> so uh by uh, the novel that i started at uh, when i was 12 was finally completed uh, in 2015 16 and it was published as i put that was my previous book okay uh, yeah yeah so my uh, so my writing journey started long ago but then i again picked up writing when i was 38 years old or 36 38 years old so uh when i started suddenly realized that you know uh that there was something missing i wanted to do something creative and uh, and i figured that might as well pick up where i dropped off and suddenly it struck me that i should write that book as it's nice as complete books i should write books so uh, i wrote my first uh, uh, book which is which is a prequel to my yet unpublished fantasy series based on indian mythology okay and uh, my uh, second book is agniputra which i started at 12 and completed uh, much later in life and uh, this is my third book fear of god which is neither a fantasy nor it's a complete pure play uh, presentation so uh, it took me about what uh, 10 years to com- to publish my first book after i had completed it it took me 3 months to publish my second book from the time i completed it and it took me less than a month from my third book for me to publish it okay so that's uh, quite a long journey to look in retrospect and like it's a, from 12 year to 38 year it's a quite a huge journey so uh, when you like when you realize that you wanted to uh, want to become a serious in your writing journey like when you start we just wanted to write whatever we think or whatever we love so like uh, what like what was that phase or when you become serious about your writing okay 
so uh, <coughs> my uh, children when they were younger wanted uh, these bedtime stories you know and they loved super super uh, hero stuff and they and then i wanted to give them a little twist i wanted to give them a indian flavor to it so i picked up character characters from uh, indian mythology and i started weaving stories around them and i started telling them those bedtime stories and you know it was a great time for all of us they used to get thrilled listening to all those stories about bows and arrows and uh, you know all the uh, uh, hero stuff of indian mythology and well they grew up and my uh, love for telling stories remained so i didn't have them to tell stories after a while but then i started to write down and i want that actually created the urge in me to write a novel a full fledged fantasy book okay based on indian mythology but in present day india so okay. that was the, that was the, you know that it all evolved from telling stories to them and then realizing that i was good at it in a particular way and then you know uh penning it down uh into a story and that's how such was created so in short that bedtime stories were inspiration to your book bedtime stories were inspiration to your current book <laughs> yes my the bedtime stories for my children were the inspiration for my first book yeah yeah so actually i'm currently reading your book fear of god so like how you come across this uh, theme or like when you look at the when you look at the title and when you look at the look at the story so like how you come across this uh okay so the fear of god journey has actually you know uh two roads that came into you know in, in a fork and joined at once at one place first fork was the fact that you know the my, my my two earlier novels based on fantasy a little and science fiction and uh, though both of them were thrillers so people my friends people around me started saying hey you're are you only good at uh, writing uh, based on indian mythology or based on fantasy or are you good at uh, regular thrillers that we would like to read too so that pushed me into thinking about writing a regular thriller you know an urban thriller a crime thriller and the second idea the idea from fear of god generated or germinated you know when i saw a lot of this uh, lawlessness around in society even in small things like disobeying a traffic light or you know not following the rules of the road not allowing your passenger the, the, your, your 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 drivers on the road to uh, you know uh, go their way cutting across especially if you were driving in a national capital region which is either in noida or in Gurugram, uh, where I was at that time, and it it it, it was a, you know an experience where you started realizing that there was no respect for other people's independence. There was no respect for or fear for the law. The smaller things in life, you know, and 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 the more you think about it, the more you realize. I started realizing that you know. at every point of the hierarchical structure in our society in the administration in law enforcement there were always people who were willing to compromise for example celebrities in jail were given parole whereas regular prisoners were languishing in jail for years on end exactly so where is the sanctity and if you do not if you if you, if you start prosecuting people only at the at the at the common man level but you are giving a 
preferential treatment for people on the higher up, then it does not become prosecution of a criminal. It becomes a persecution of an individual. And it's not fair. So I started thinking, what if this continues? What kind of a society will emerge? What kind of a balance will society create to rectify the wrong? And that's where I got the idea of your report. So it was something that I felt very passionately. I felt that I had to communicate that. I felt that, you know, if we continue on the path that we are going right now, uh, where will it lead? What will happen? What kind of justice? What kind of frustration will boil over? And that, and, and fear of God is a result of that. Okay. So, like here, uh, you are combining your profession plus your observation plus your childhood fiction stories. <laughs> uh, as far as, uh, as far as fear of God is concerned, there is no childhood fiction here. Yeah, but childhood uh, passion to write. Ah, passion for writing. My profession helped me a lot in writing that book. The fact that, uh, you know, I, I had a, a deeper insight into how the legal system works. Uh, a deeper insight into how law is. So that helped me greatly in writing a book like this. And observation, yes, it may. It was a huge uh, part in everything. I mean, even when you stand in a queue somewhere, people are willing to push you over or cut through the queue, even in an airport. Basically, there is no respect for anybody else. There's no respect for any societal guidelines. And uh, I think that people have become like that basically because there is no proper enforcement. There's no proper respect for the law given by anybody. So that triggered the idea for this book. Okay. So like uh, regarding this book, uh, I, uh, whatever you said, I have another question that comes to you, right? How do you see like, uh, you know, in over the last 10 years, how you felt about the law or how you saw, how you felt about all these laws that had in our society or what's your take? Like if you get a chance to do something great, then what that will be? Okay, so in the last 10 years, if you ask me, uh, I'm not going to be political here. No, no, no. Obviously, obviously, uh, particularly your yeah. observations. <laughs> so, so, so basically, at the grassroots level, at the street level, if you ask me, has there been a change? Uh, I mean, if you look at, uh, for example, Delhi today, uh, after the new the change in the Motor Vehicles Act and imposition of penalties, which are heavy penalties for breaking traffic light, definitely there is a positive change. People have started obeying that law. Right. What happens in society is that you need somebody, you need people to be, you need people to hear the law. True. If you don't hear the law, then you will not obey it. Just like just like if you if you if you if your teacher is not strict with you, you will not do your homework. Right, exactly. It's a simple example. Do okay. That. Yeah. So to me, that strictness has slowly started filtering into society in the last ten years. In some ways. Level. Okay. 
right now uh in some cases there have been extremes in some cases i think it's fair so i have my opinions about them but i am not going to talk about the state of quality right now right but the fact of the matter remains that in the last so many years that we've had 70 odd years after the independence the situation has not been a very encouraging one if you look at if you look at for example how people obey traffic lights in the united states of america it's because they're scared that if they don't do it they will be imposed with a penalty right if you cut the you know here i'll give you a very small example of how it is in this country even today you cut a traffic light and the and a police as a police surgeon stops you yes <laughs> the first thing you do is you get out and you start arguing with him right the moment you start arguing with an officer of law you are showing your disrespect for him yes, whereas exactly. in a country like the united states or any other uh, you know uh, not necessarily that you have to take only america and to account you can take any european country tier, tier or any uh, or yeah, any tier one country even if you take a country like singapore right you will not argue whether that guy is right or wrong you will pay the fine and you will listen to what he says that is fear and respect for you do not question it the moment you start questioning the law you are showing that you don't care for it yes and that is that is something that is something that is very deep in our psyche in this country if you look at it and that is basically because and you will throw names i am so i am so and so's friend i know so and so officer what does that mean is the question that you have to ask yourself it means that if you know people in high places you will you will you will uh, you know not uh, you will you are you are above the law no obviously so if you if you are if you know a minister you are above the law the law doesn't apply to you so the question that i that that came to my mind and, and this this thought came to my mind the thought is if you obey the law you should be protected by it or you will be protected by it if you break the law you should be answerable to it but if you think that you are above the law then there is only fear of god right i mean that's like one of the key takeaway from this uh, episode i guess for everyone uh, because we have seen everything we every day we see the, those movements or those particular incidents in our day to day life but no one take action on it no one think about it so uh, like i just wanted to ask you like uh, over this uh, whenever when you start writing this book when you had so much of observations so like what was that one big observation that lead you to this uh, uh communication like you wanted to communicate with the society about this law see i'll tell you what i'll tell you what yes let's take india as a society okay right yeah as a society we go to vote right right now if you look at the statistics i think i read it in yesterday's times of india i'm not sure when but i read it 
the statistics show that the number of criminals being elected to uh being being you know taking part in elections and be and winning elections has actually increased in the last few years okay yeah you okay. will have no, i have no, read that no. somewhere yes no if we are voting for criminals right it is because we expect a robin hood true <laughs> but in real life a criminal who is inside a prison or on whom a case is there why would he even actually help you and as as a country and as a democracy what does it what what does it make us if we are actually voting for a criminal what do we think of ourselves what the kind of self esteem that we as a democratic society have why are we doing this so that is a question that every indian must ask themselves yes now if you appoint a if you appoint a person with a shady record into a high office to be a lawmaker who makes the laws of this country how 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 could you think those laws will be True. How how much do you think that law will be enforced? Yes. So, so therefore, the other question is, the other question that we must ask ourselves is, we as a human species are the only kind, only species in this whole world who have codified laws, written treaties, and international. Uh, Uh, conventions we have to follow why to protect ourselves right. from whom from ourselves we don't have to be protected from animals we don't have to be protected from uh, uh, aliens or from rakshas or asuras or devas or demons we have laws to protect us from us which makes us a very lawless set of people a lawless species why do you why so you set up the law and then you end up breaking it because of which you have law enforcement right and then you make and then then look at the kind of law enforcement officers that you want to portray as your heroes if you look at the west you have dirty harry who is dirty harry a man who takes law into his own hands who is chulbul pande a man who takes law into his own hands who doesn't follow the law but makes his own law even in a law enforcement you like people who break the law right <laughs> so if you analyze ourselves what is it that we really are we say we are a democracy democracy is run by institutions <laughs> but today we are run by powerful people right now powerful people run everything through fear democracy is run through institutions yes so you must have a say for example if if you are not happy with the police investigation you are calling for the cbi investigation and their investigation is the last word why because as an institution you trust them yes but 
when children studying in a higher secondary school bribe the entire educational system to get to become state top top toppers who cannot answer rudimentary questions in the subjects that they are supposed to have gotten good marks in that yeah. means that institu- educational institution is corrupt it's decaying right <laughs> so that's what happened in bihar and and that's one of the examples i've taken in my book so so therefore we as a people must also get a kind of a realization on exactly what we want to be what we want out of our 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 legal system our judicial system our administrative system we should be able to tell them this is what i want this is why i am paying my taxes and i will obey it i will not break it please don't make me break it right so so these are some of the observations i had for writing this book but at the end of the day fear of god is not about reform fear of god is not about me trying to uh, trying to change the society no no it's not no obviously fear of god no. is an entertainer yeah obviously it's entertainment but at the end of the entertainment anyone who is reading it they should get something out of it they if you are going some... to get it, then good for you but i believe even if you don't want to it's fine the book is an entertainer and it will entertain you. you can yeah, read it close it and go back and do what exactly what you do it doesn't matter to me yes right but whatever we whatever see whenever author writes it's kind of a message to the audience or the society whatever he uh, whoever is living in the society so personally Actually, i personally i believe that at least even if you get a one message out of it it's like uh, not like it's one of the best thing that book has got i mean it's like a award for that book if anyone gets out of it something because ultimately 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 but that is not the reason for the book the book is not here so that i am not promoting vigilantism in the book the idea is not not to ask somebody to break the law the idea is to portray it as it is yes exactly i totally agree with you like i don't i don't want to even i don't want to go go into the political terms and all i just wanted to know the basic behind your writing writing this book that's why uh, i asked this all questions because ultimately uh, that's where that uh, charm or that's where the hidden message is uh, somewhere around your journey when someone start writing a book so just i was just wanted to get that message to know the audience that what is that exact message so th- that's the reason i asked this question so nevertheslessly so i actually i'm currently reading this book so uh, i just uh, another wanted to know uh, like when you have like started this book uh, writing this book uh, so when you get a writer, writer's block like uh, you stuck somewhere that this is not going to happen or uh, this is not going something that i really want at the end of the book um i have never had the problem with a writer's block till now uh i have published three books and in all three books uh, i have written uh, and, and 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 i'm passionate about all the on all three books and my thoughts and my observations have also gone into all three books it's not that there is only in fear of god that i am talking about uh, talking about societal issues or societal 
Malays. I've talked about in, in the other two also, in my own way. But the fact of the matter is that I think I am very clear about what I want to get across. I am very clear about I'm, uh, how I want to entertain my reader and what I want it. So basically, to me, I like to read a particular kind of book. And I, I, I believe that there are a lot of people who like to read the kind of books that I like to read. Yes, absolutely. Because the authors, the authors I read are pretty popular. So my whole point is that I should like, would like to read. Or people right. like me would like to read. Or people with the same kind of taste would like to read. doesn't mean that my book is only meant for a certain defined uh, right. audience. It, it, uh, basically, the audience is pretty widespread given the fact that the kind of books I like to read. I mean, for example, I like to read uh, uh, Lee Child. I like to read Robert Ludlow. I like to read uh, Amish Tripathi. Yes. Okay, so, uh, so, so therefore... Uh, I like to read the kind of books which are fast-paced, which have, which have, which, which are, you know, uh, not books that I can read in a train and leave the book behind. I'd like to read a book that I would like to keep as a collector's item. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you and See, I am that kind of guy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so that's the kind of books that I like to. Right. And when I want to write, I have a very clear idea in my mind exactly what I want to write. I don't, I don't, I, I have not faced writer's block till now at all. Yes. So, uh, uh, as you said that about your favorite books, uh, uh, one question that come across in mind as you took the name of uh, like Amish Tripathi, even I'm a fan of Amish Tripathi. Last, I guess, almost two months back, we met in a crossword and we just uh, going to have a podcast about it. So, uh, what do you think when you uh, read a particular kind of book, books, uh, do they influence you to write that type of material or like how this happens to you? Like uh, what I have seen. So, that's, that's my, so that's my taste in reading. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, influence my, uh, my way of writing. I mean, if you, if you read all three of my books, uh, they are very different from the way that uh, Amish Tripathi writes. Okay. Okay, so I have my own uh, style of writing. Uh, some people like it, some people don't, uh, and that's fair. Right. Uh, but I, I have my own uh, uh, style of writing. Uh, if at all I am influenced by uh, anybody in the way in, uh, in terms of in terms of a writing style, I think that would be Lee Child. I don't know if you've read the Jack Reacher books. Uh, I have, but uh, I have not read it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, to just give you a perspective, uh, there's a Lee Child book sold every nine seconds in the world. Okay. So that makes him probably the world's most popular author today. And his, and, and, and I love his writing style. Uh, it's a very raw, very... Uh, I, 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 it, really, it really impresses me. So if at all, there's an influence. But uh, otherwise... Uh, I, I, then that's my reading style. I, I like that kind of particular type of uh, 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 writing uh, when I want to read, and maybe that could influence my type of writing. But, uh, well, that's it. So, so otherwise, my 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 writing style is my own. Uh, I don't think that anybody else's writing style influences it. I enjoy a good story too. I enjoy a good reading. 
uh, well, I even like P.G. Wodehouse, uh, which is uh, a completely a funny set of uh, books that he's written. One of the best comedy writers in the world, he was. Uh, I like Agatha Christie. I like Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah, so I mean, yeah, but then their writing style doesn't influence mine. I love reading this. Right. And I love the way they present the story. And and to me, it's very important how an author presents a story. It's not about what story you have to tell. That's important, of course. But it's also more important how you tell that story. Exactly. More than 100% agree. (laughs) Because I have seen different, because it's more important how you do the storytelling than what actually exists in the story. That's what makes it more interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, another thing I want to know uh, about your, uh, actually, do you have any, the next book coming in your mind? Like, how have you planned, have you drafted it, or is it on the same genre or it's going to be in the different genre? So, uh, right now, I am uh, writing another book, and I have completed a couple of manuscripts. Uh, one, uh, two books I'm writing are thrillers, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm also, you know, writing my magnum opus, which is a fantasy uh, fiction series, uh, which is very close to my heart. And Shatru, my first book, is a prequel to that. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, and uh, but that is uh, that's a very uh, ambitious project for me. Okay. And I'm, I yeah, so I am writing, I am writing that as well. There's a lot of lot of research that needs to be done there, and I'm working on it. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm also looking at writing something about spurious drugs. Which is a book that is that is uh, that is uh, close to finishing. Uh, so I, I'm writing another novel right now. So, um, so that's the plan. Okay. Currently, I'm 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 pretty busy promoting Fear of God. Uh, my next project, when I will take it up, or when when I'm going to go to the publishers, with it is not something that I have I, I have thought or thought through till now. But I will very soon. Yes. So probably at the end of the year or the next uh, study. Yeah. The next sure. Week, surely. Another. Surely. Surely. Yeah. Surely by the. Yeah. Surely by the end of the year. Okay. So uh, before we uh, end this conversation, uh, I just I just have last two questions. That one thing is I want to know if uh, you as a reader you want to after finishing your book if you want to take any three takeaways from your book what it will be. And sorry, author, sorry, I didn't want to take. If you want to three takeaways from fear of God, uh, you as a reader. Uh-huh. And the second question is you as a. No, 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 wait, wait. I, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't get that. If I, I as a reader, if I wanted to do what take, with the book? Take away, take away from your fear of God. Take away, take yeah. away from the book. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the second question is, as an author, what will you suggest to another authors who are uh, coming to this genre? Okay, what is my takeaway from fear of God? My takeaway from fear of God is uh, that it's a complete entertainer, but it also opens up my eyes to uh, what we are as a, as a democratic society. I am not talking about politicians. 
I'm not talking about bureaucrats. I'm talking about the people of this country, the voters, the actual people who are paying the taxes, the taxpayers. I'm talking about them, and I'm talking about what they need to probably look at from different uh, point of view in terms of what they want out of this country. And I think that is uh, that is something that would be a takeaway for me from Kiragod. As far as uh, authors, new authors, or you know, uh, are concerned, people who are coming into the uh, into the field. My only, uh, I've also said this before in other interviews. My only uh, suggestion to them is, the more your books, the you become. If your books get rejected by publishers, it's actually a blessing in disguise because it allows you to go back and take a look at your work and to fine tune it and to improve your craft as an author. So don't get dejected if people reject your books. Do not self-publish because self people who self-publish have no stake in your book. Only when the publisher puts his money behind your work is when your work is worth it. So keep writing, keep improving, keep redefining, fine-tuning your work until a traditional publisher publishes your book. And that is the actual benchmark that you need to set for yourself. Do not give up and always go in for traditional publishing. Okay. So that's a quite lot of things we discussed from like from your book to, to, to the things we should take, we are taking for granted and we should take seriously. Yes. So to everyone who is listening to this, uh, I'm currently reading The Fear of God. If you want, if you enjoy this podcast, then go check link in the description, go buy the book. You're definitely going to entertain it. You will have like a lot of things to take. You will have a lot of entertainment. Uh, don't miss this out. Uh, I have put the link in the description. Go buy it. And if you are enjoying this podcast, uh, please take a screenshot and uh, put your Insta story and tag me and author. We will love to reshare it. Yeah.